You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part two of four and is called The Testimony of Paul Helmuth. My conscience was very sensitive, and so I just tried to live the best that I knew how and kind of kept on going and number of things happened in my life as I kept on going, just uh, as I was in this, uh, what I call wilderness experience, uh, metaphorically speaking, I, had, I got snake bitten, there was bitter waters, this happened, that happened, and things didn't turn out the way I had hoped, and then, so I tried to get married four to five times, uh, I would try to get married to someone and then they would say no and then finally they would say yes and then I couldn't go on and so it was a it, I just it just failed I I, I tried my best <clears throat> that was about when I was 18 19 years old and 20 and then some more crushing blows like I was in a bicycle accident four of us were biking on a 300 mile bike trip and we got rear-ended one morning on our second day of our trip, and my closest friend got killed. Then my world really came crashing down. And so as, as God removed one um, support or crutch or whatever you want to call it, removing it one at a time, it, I began to feel the pain in a very intense manner. I just, one thing after another, just this and then that and then the other thing. <clears throat> but... It was all a process, as I've mentioned to people. I was out of Egypt. I experienced a new birth. I experienced the peace of God. I had left Egypt, but there was still Egypt in me, and God had to deal with the Egypt still in me. And uh, what I mean by that is, when you look at like Deuteronomy chapter 8, uh, about verse 3, where it talks about, uh, uh, let's see here, I had it, I had that written down, but it basically, in Deuteronomy 8, it says, You shall remember all the way which the Lord your God has led you in the wilderness these 40 years, that he might humble you, testing you to know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. He humbled you, and he let you be hungry, and he led you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by everything that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. There were so many crutches and stuff that I still leaned on, like, so to speak, bread that I was getting my life from. And there was especially one thing that I had determined in my heart, though I was a Christian, I had determined that I will, I will get this accomplished, 
And yet in the secret place of my heart, I knew that God's blessing must be in it. And uh, this thing that I clung to even more than I clung to God was the thing of marriage. And for some people, this has been maybe a confusing thought, but for me, it's very precious and very real because marriage was one thing that I was going to acquire and I was going to get it, make it happen. And uh, if you're familiar with where Stephen says in Acts 7, 42 and 43, he talks about that uh, you, when you were, when you left Egypt, I'm paraphrasing this, when you left Egypt, you carried these little gods with you, and uh, this, this, the star of the god of Ramtha you carried with you, you carried these things with you, and that's that's what I see in my own Christian life. Is God takes us out of Egypt? Step two is take Egypt out of me. You know, they began. They came out of Egypt not so very far along. They start worshiping a, a golden calf. They start worshiping that which is familiar to them, and they start turning back in their hearts to Egypt. And so the miserable journey from 16 years from when I was converted to 24 years of age uh, was a wilderness experience that was anything but fun. It was very trying. Uh, I remember one day I was down on my knees and crying out to God that uh, I had this attitude that would attack me or be a part of me that was like, you are too good for any girl in this community. I, I just, you know, okay, I was zealous. I tried to wear suspenders, and I tried to smell right and act right and do right and look right and be the best, better than the rest, but and live with a good conscience. In the opening community, they would ask you to do things and not do things. I tried to excel in every way. <clears throat> and so... This thought hounded me because I lived with a, an attitude of excelling. I also had this thing of you're too good for anybody. And I got sick and tired of that thought. I remember crying out one day to God and saying, I'm sick and tired of this. I am sick. And just like that, just like I barely breathed it out, down into my heart came this message. I'm proving him wrong. And I thought, what is going to happen? Immediately, somehow, right in that transaction, I knew that something was going to take place. And this young girl that I had had a special attraction for, I, I, it was like right at that time, it was a promise given that this is who you are to marry. And so I stepped out and asked her to start courting, and she said yes. And I thought, well, okay, great. So this is my promise. I'm going to make progression to get married. As I took one step at a time, uh, you know, one week at a time, I guess, we, we kept on seeing each other. And about three months into our courtship, all of a sudden, something was in saying, stop. I could not understand. I could not understand being Amish, I'm, so I'm still Amish at this time. I could not understand why in the world this was like a promise to me, and yet I'm told to stop. It was clear, it was definite. This was who I'm supposed to marry. 
but now I'm supposed to stop. And I told my girlfriend, I said, uh, Ruth, I said, I don't understand. I just have to stop. I, I, before I had told her that, one Saturday night going down to her place, I thought, I'm so tired of struggling with these feelings. I'm just going to ask her to marry me and get this, these feelings out of the way about stopping because I know it's supposed to be her. Every mile of my seven-mile journey that I got closer, the more miserable I became. And then I came to her house, and I went upstairs, and when I met her, she was equally miserable. She knew we were both miserable, and we quit and said, i got to quit for a while and quit for two, three weeks. And then we said, okay, let's try it again. Went for another three months, got miserable again. Stop, stop. Well, I don't understand, Lord. You know, I, I just couldn't understand it. So I stopped again. I said, I have to stop, and I don't know why. I just have to stop. So we stopped. And somewhere in the process of events here, um, I remember being in my upstairs, going to the restroom one day, and I was all of a sudden, I was frozen in my tracks. I was stopped. And there came this no audible voice, but it was a communicating voice to my spirit that said, and it asked me a question, and I, at this point, that was, a, it's a question that's really too precious to me to share with just everybody, but it, the question was asked in regards to no longer being Amish, and that shook me because you know, you're taught that you bloom where you are planted. You were planted Amish, you die Amish. And so even though I was converted, I still had the understanding that this means if you're planted here, you die here. If you're planted English, you die English. If you're planted a Mennonite, you die a Mennonite. You know, all of that. So I just, I was frozen my tracks. I... And I knew I could not move. This this voice, some would maybe say, well, was this the voice of God or the voice of evil or the flesh or what was it? Well, the reason I know it was the voice of God, it was it was a commanding voice, but it was not a dictative, you know, it wasn't a cruel. It was just, it demanded an answer from me. Not in a cruel way, but very specific. And so I just stopped. I remember I couldn't, I couldn't go on. It, it just had me still down. And then as I stood there, I thought a moment. And this is what I breathed back in my prayer. I said, Lord, the only way that I would ever follow you in this is if you make yourself that real. And now I will tell you at that moment in my life, I did not believe that God could make things so real that I could be so assured of his leading, of his guidance on further into my life to where it would lead me away from being honest. I just, I couldn't grasp that. I couldn't comprehend that. But when I breathed that answer back, a peace flooded my heart. Not that I believed he would do that, but he let, it let me walk again. I went on to the rest. Uh, that permitted me to continue. I said, okay, I've made the deal. I just, I'm serious about following you, but you're going to have to, I'm going to have to know you, that you're leading me. Unless your glory goes before me, like Moses said in Exodus, I, I'm not going. I'm not going. 
if I know you're going before me, I'll go. I'll go wherever. <clears throat> and so that that released me. So now at this time, um, my wife, we are we are. Uh, I don't want to say separated, but we're we we quit seeing each other, and and more things happen in my life. Just um, just things that every crutch just seems to be starting to be removed. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.